Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'll get started in just a moment. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing so that you may stay up to date with the latest podcast. And if our podcast brings value to your life, please consider sharing it with family and friends. Thanks for listening. And now here's today's podcast. Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living Broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia. Y'all grab your Bibles, turn with me. We got, we're going to start in three places today. Um, John chapter 14, the Gospel of John chapter 14. We'll be in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And finally in Romans 8. There'll be some other scriptures that we read as well, but that's where we're going to start. That's sort of the foundation of where we're going today. Now listen, this is the Sunday before school starts for most everybody. I know you've got checklists, you've got things to do, you've got places to go. Maybe you're trying to go for one last event or something. You, you came to church, so let's be here. All right, y'all know what I'm saying? Let's don't just come and check it off and say, finally, if he'll shut up, we'll get out of here and we'll get on to the next thing. Let's listen to what the Lord brought us here to say today. And don't cut, don't cut that short, okay? Here we go. Um, John 14, 2 Corinthians 3, and Romans 8. We'll read that in just a second. Let me kind of catch you up. For the last several weeks, um, I think this is week five or so, we've been in a series called The Path to Freedom. The Path to Freedom. It's a, it, the premise of this series has really been pretty simple. Jesus lived on this earth and died on the cross to set us free. But far too many of us, and I would dare say every one of us in some area or other of our lives, are still living in bondage. Now, if we're ever going to be free, if we're ever going to experience the freedom that Jesus died to provide to us, we're going to have to join him on this path to freedom. Now, the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the resources that Jesus have, has provided us to help us get free and stay free. And today, we're going to talk about a third of those, uh, the, the, the third of those resources, and that is the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. So today's message is called the Spirit of Freedom, the Spirit of Freedom. You're like, John, how in the world does the Holy Spirit help us to get free and to stay free? And that's exactly what we're here to answer today. So let's dive in. These three places, first of all, John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. Now, if you're reading in a, in a, um, a regular Bible, then um, if you're, these words are probably written in red. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus said this, And I will ask the Father, Jesus is going to ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. What Jesus is saying is, I have been your advocate on the earth but I'm leaving and I'm asking the Father to send you another advocate who will never leave you. Verse 17, he identifies who that person is. He said, he is the Holy Spirit. And then he outlines what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's going to lead us into all truth. The world can't receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Now, John, what does that have to do with us being free? The Holy Spirit leads us to truth. Isn't that what it says? That's what it says. Now, what did we say last week? That all chains, all the things that hold us back are based in sin. Either our own sin that we did to ourselves or someone else's sin 
that they did to us. But one way or the other, all the chains that hold us back are based in sin. And all sin is based in a lie. It's based in a lie. So if we're going to be free from our chains, we're going to have to find what? The truth, the antidote to the lie. So who's the truth? What's his name? Jesus. Jesus, y'all. Jesus is the truth, okay? And who? what did the Scripture... Y'all scared me to death. Um, the Scripture just told us who leads us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit does. Holy Spirit leads us to Jesus who is the truth. So he is the antidote to all of the lies that we've believed and all the chains that are holding us back. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Most of you could quote this, although if you didn't know who Jesus was, I don't know if you could or not. So it says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. Freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It's just His nature. It's not even what He does. It's who He is. When He walks in, chains fall off. But it leads us to a really important question. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Here's the question. Where's the Spirit of the Lord? How do I get to Him to find this freedom? And that's answered in Romans chapter 8. In a couple of different passages, I'd really recommend you go home and read the entire chapter. Um, but here's the first couple of verses, and we'll jump to, uh, to about three more. Uh, verse 1, chapter 8. So there is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So you already see the Holy Spirit's providing freedom for those who follow Jesus. Now let's jump up to verses 9 through 11. But you, Paul says, you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You're controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. Well, how do I know if I have the Spirit of God living in me? And remember, he says, in parentheses, remember, uh, where'd it go? Uh, The next half of the verse. Those who don't have the Spirit of Christ living in them don't belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you, he says, so even though your body will die because of sin... There ain't no grave that's going to hold your body down, right? Because your body's going to die because of sin. The Spirit gives you life because you've been made right with God. And the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies. How? By the same Spirit living within you. If you have a surrendered relationship with Jesus, if you are truly saved, then the Holy Spirit, the resurrection power of God, is living right there inside of you. That's good news. I mean, you want to talk about a resource to freedom. How about a power that can bring the dead back to life? You think some part of your life is dead because you're in chains? You think some part of your life is dead because of the pain that you've experienced? Because of what Jesus did on the cross and and in the tomb, death doesn't decide destiny anymore. Death does not have the final word. The grave has no victory, the Lord said. Death has no sting. 
Jesus has triumphed over all things. So you need to understand this this morning. There is no pain that's so deep that Jesus can't heal it. There is no chain that's so heavy or so strong that Jesus can't break it. There's no sin that's so horrible that Jesus can't forgive it. There's no, there's no situation that's so dead or so hopeless that Jesus can't bring it back to life. The Holy Spirit is life and breath. That's what the word means. That's what spirit means. So here's the question. Are you using the resource that Jesus provided for you? The Spirit knows all truth. How else would he lead us to truth if he doesn't already possess the truth? The Spirit knows all the truth. The Spirit has all power. His stated purpose on the earth, according to Jesus, is to lead you and guide you to truth, to lead you and guide you in the path of Jesus. And we know that following Jesus leads to freedom. Corey and the team already said it this morning, because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So here's the question. Are you following the Holy Spirit? Or are you continuing to do things your own way? Because there is a path uh, that the flesh prefers, and there's a path that the Spirit prefers. The question that you have to decide is, am I going to walk in the flesh, or am I going to walk after the Spirit? And it's a decision. And it's not a one-time decision. It's an everyday, all-day decision. As every situation arises in your life, you have to make that decision. Am I going to follow the path of the flesh or follow the path of the Spirit? You see, I think the challenge for us, for, for the logical, bullet-point, checklist American church, is that we want a clear path forward towards a logical conclusion. Right? That's what I want. I want to see where I'm going. I want to see how I'm going to get there. I want it to make sense when I get there. And I want all the steps to make sense in order. I don't know if you've read the Bible, but the problem is there's an awful lot about this following Christ, an awful lot about Christianity that doesn't make much sense sometimes. That's why God said, if you're going to please me, it's going to require faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. Why? Because there are some aspects of our walk with the Lord that can't be figured out with logic. You just can't reason your way to God. No matter how much evidence that God has provided for us, and there's plenty of it, there's still going to be a gap between where your logic ends and where your relationship with God begins. And that gap can only be filled by faith. If there was another way, then he wouldn't have said, without faith, it's impossible to be in relationship with me. There's always going to be that faith gap. And there's that faith gap that you have to learn to trust God because not everything about following God is going to make sense. Let me give you some examples. Jesus said... If you want to be the greatest, and we listen, we're Americans. We know how to be the best at everything, right? There's a corporate ladder. We know what to do. We know the steps. We know the education. We know the people we have to step on. We know all of that, right? Jesus said, you want to be the greatest, you have to become the least. Isn't that what he said? Does that make any sense? Nope. He said, if you want to lead, you want to be a great leader, you have to learn how to serve everyone. Jesus said... 
If you want to have, if you want to be blessed, you got to give it all away. Does that make sense? Nope. Jesus said, if you want to live, you have to die. And that makes the least sense of all. Why do we need the Holy Spirit to be our guide on this path to freedom? Because the path that we need to take is not always obvious to our mortal minds. We need someone to show us how to navigate this life of faith. Now, um, I'm not sure if this is a gift or if it's a blessing or a curse. You can figure that out in just a minute. But sometimes I can see spiritual lessons in the strangest of places. All right? Um, And if you will allow me, if you'll humor me, I'd like to show you something that I think is pertinent to our conversation from the wonderful um, spiritual cinematic giant um, Cars, (laughs) the Disney movie from like 20 years ago. Okay? Now, if you haven't seen Cars, I don't know what you've been doing with your life. Um, And I'm not sure we can be friends. But... It, it has a very important place in my, in my family, but um, if you haven't seen Cars, I'll pray for you, and I'll also give you a little background to catch you up. All right, here's what you need to know to understand the clips that you're about to see. There's a little red car. His name is Lightning McQueen. Yes, the cars talk in this movie. Just deal with it. All right? There's a little red race car. His name is Lightning McQueen. He's young and cocky, little race car driver. Or actually, car. Now, there's also an old purple car, and his name is Doc Hudson. Doc is the town administrator, but he has a secret past life as a legendary race car driver. All right? Some of you of a certain age are going to think the uh, purple car looks better than the little red new sports car, but that's another conversation. Now, Doc challenges Lightning to a one-lap race because uh, out in the desert because Doc knows some things that Lightning hasn't learned yet. All right? And after the race ends... Um, the way Doc figured it was going to end, he tries to offer some advice to young Lightning McQueen, uh, and it doesn't really go over very well. So let's watch a couple of these clips, and then we'll see where we're going. You got your tow cable? Well, yeah, I always got my tow cable. Why? Oh, just in case. <laughs> Stinging like a beamer. I'm confused. <laughs> you drive like you fix roads. Lousy. Have fun fishing, mate. <laughs> oh! Oh! I'm starting to think he knew he was going to cry. Thank you, Mater. Thank you. I'll put it simple. If you're going hard enough left, you'll find yourself turning right. Oh, right. That makes perfect sense. Turn right to go left. Yes. Thank you. Or should I say no thank you? Because in opposite world, maybe that really means thank you. Crazy grandpa car. What an idiot. We always think we've got it handled until things start going sideways. 
right? Or sometimes off a cliff. I guess for some people, life is a highway. Uh, you're welcome. For, for most of the people that I know, and certainly for my life, um, it's more like a dirt track. It's bumpy. It's, uh, it's loose. It's hard to navigate. If you're going to make it through the twists and turns of a dirt track life, you're going to have to learn to do some things that are counterintuitive. The rules that seem to make sense on the road that you're traveling are not going to take you where you want to go. Because life gets hard. And when it does, we turn towards the things that seem like they're going to bring us comfort. That seem like they're going to bring us peace. That seem like they're going to bring us some sort of escape. That seem like they're going to bring us some sort of happiness. But it turns out every time to be a trap. The only way to survive is to follow the guide that Jesus sent. And that's the Holy Spirit. Now, in this illustration, it's Doc Hudson. You, you have to listen to him. You have to learn to trust him. Because he knows things that you don't know. Maybe that's the first step, is recognizing and admitting that we don't know everything. Right? When life starts, to, starts going too fast or starts taking us in a direction that's not good, don't turn to your own understanding. Turn to the Holy Spirit. Don't turn to the way that seems right to you because the Word says that's going to end in death. Turn to the Holy Spirit. Don't turn to the path of the flesh. Turn to the path of the Holy Spirit. In this illustration, if Doc is the Holy Spirit, guess who's Lightning McQueen? That'd be you. And most of the time, me. But at least for the purposes of this illustration, I get to be Toe Mater, who's trying to grab you out of the cacti, out of the cacti and drag you back up on the road, out of the stuff that's hurting you, right? And so we can learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. The reality is sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to tell you things that don't make sense. Turn right to go left. What? Makes no sense until it does, right? The Holy Spirit's going to tell you, hey, if you want to be free from the pain of the, from the person that hurt you, you need to forgive that person. What? He'll, he's going to say things like, if someone hurts you, then what you need to do is to bless them and pray, that, pray God's favor on them. What? Does that make any sense? Absolutely not. Things that seem completely opposite of what you feel like doing. And quite honestly, the things that are completely opposite of the things we actually do most of the time. That's why we need that guide. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to teach us what to do and maybe mostly what not to do. What Lightning McQueen couldn't admit until Mater was towing him out of the cacti was that he was out of control. He's out of control. And I know it seems crazy, but the fastest way to get control of the pains and the chains of your life is to admit that you're out of control. We found this out a couple of months ago in a different series, right? That the fastest way to I can is to admit what? I can't. I can't. It's part of the opposite world that God operates in. 
And he tells us, and we, we quote this scripture all the time, but we don't understand how it applies in our lives too many times. His ways are not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. You know what the difference is? His are better. His actually work. His don't lead to pain and heartache. His lead to life, abundant life, and eternal life. So now let's drop back and look at the big picture again. What we're talking about in this whole series is getting free from the soul wounds that have affected our mind, our will, and our emotions. The things that affect how you feel, what you, what you do, and how you think. We're talking about getting free of the habits and, and the mindsets that have developed because of those wounds. The things that you do without thinking. The things that have started to control you instead of you controlling them. So those are areas of your life that are out of control. Would you agree with me? That's what those are. Well, the obvious solution of something that's in yourself that's out of control is self-control. Right? It makes sense. Here's the problem. You can't control yourself. In that area, really in any area, but that's a whole other message. You, in those particular areas of your life where you just admitted they have to be, by definition, out of control, then self-control does you no good. And here's the proof for those of you who are too stubborn to admit it already. Here's the proof. How many times have you said, I've got to stop doing this while you're doing this? While you're saying it, while you're thinking it, while you're feeling it, while you're doing whatever this is, you swear you've got to stop doing this, but you don't stop. That's proof that self-control is not applicable here because it's not working. If you could have already controlled yourself, you already would have, right? So by definition, that is an area of your life for which self-control is not effective. But that's not the bad news That's the good news. Why? Because the word declares that it it fits that, it fits the declaration of freedom. It fits the I can't. I can't stop myself. I can't help myself. I can't fix myself. And what does the Bible say? It says, His strength is made perfect in your weakness. It says, without God, Everything is, nothing is possible, but with him, through the power of of the Holy Spirit, all things are possible. So what do we do? We learn to depend upon the Holy Spirit in those areas of our lives to lead us to freedom. Specifically, when our self-control fails us, we depend on him. Let me show it to you in Galatians chapter 5. 22 and 23. You can probably quote the first half of this verse. We kind of play out by the time we get to the end. Um, Let's read the whole thing. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against any of those. The last and least mentioned... But maybe most important item in this list of things that the Holy Spirit brings, provides to us on our journey to freedom is, drumroll please, self-control. Self-control. 
the kind of self-control that we need for the areas of bondage in our lives only comes from the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It is a spiritual uh, offer to you. Why? Because your self-control is broke, quite honestly. It's really less like self-control, and what he offers is spirit control. You are submitting yourself to him. See, freedom doesn't come. This is, a, this is a huge myth in the church. Freedom doesn't come from you doing more or doing better. Freedom comes from you doing nothing. Now, John, hang on. That doesn't make any sense. Well, maybe this will help you. When you start doing nothing, Holy Spirit can start doing everything. But you have to get out of the way so he can start working. But once you've surrendered that area of your life to him, then you start doing something again. But it's not in your own power, and it's not in your own will. It's in his. You do whatever he tells you to do. You do whatever brings you closer to him. You do whatever leads you to more surrender, less of me and more of him. Because when you try to do it on your own, you're going to turn the wrong way and wind up in a cactus again. But, what, but when you do what he tells you to do, it leads you to freedom because wherever he is, there is freedom. So here's the, here's the whole conclusion of the, of the message. It's time to surrender to the Holy Spirit as a resource to freedom. You say, now, John, hang on now. I've, I, I've been to Pentecostal churches before. I, I've heard about them before. And the Holy Spirit just makes you act weird. And, and, and I don't need to be singing and shouting. And I don't need to be speaking in tongues. And I don't need to do all these super spiritual things that all these super spiritual do, uh, people do to have a relationship with God. I, I don't need to express myself all that way. Uh, listen, I'm not even going to respond to that because it's a distraction. It's not even the real issue that we're trying to deal with. I do want to ask you a question, though. If that's, if that's kind of your response to surrendering to the Holy Spirit, um, you seem to know an awful lot about what you don't need. Do you know what you do need? Do you know what you need to get free from the things that have been holding you back for 10 or 20 or 30 years? Do you know what you do need? Power. You need power. And you're not going to find it in yourself. You can keep doing what you've been doing. You're going to keep getting what you've been getting. Nothing. Except frustration and fear and anxiety and hopelessness. What you need is spiritual power to bring about change in your life. The good news is Jesus provided that for us. And there's no substitute. You can keep looking. You can keep working. You can keep trying. You can keep reading self-help books. You can do anything you want to do. There's no substitute for the spiritual power that Jesus provides to us. If you want spiritual power, you surrender yourself to the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses telling people about me in everywhere, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You know what? He wasn't just talking to the, to the people who were gathered there on that mountain. He's talking to us. 
It's the same for us today. It's still true for us today. If you want to break free from the, the chains and from the pains that are holding you back, from the lies that are limiting your life, then you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You say, well, John, you've you've preached about at least two other resources on this path to freedom. What about those resources? Yeah, we talked about the community of freedom with our brothers and sisters, and we talked about the Word of God. Well, we talked about the Word of God as part of the armor, part of the, the, the offensive weapon that He's given us. But what was the other name for the Word of God? It's the sword of the Spirit. It's the sword of the Spirit. The Spirit is what makes it alive. The Spirit is what takes the written Word and brings it to life and helps you understand it and gives you the ability and the power to use it as the weapon it was intended to be. Well, how about the community of freedom that we, that we want to be a part of where people are willing and able to hear us and to pray with us and to help us and to gently and humbly restore us when we've fallen into some sin? Well, Who do you think leads you to those people and those people to you? Holy Spirit does. Holy Spirit does. And listen, let's go all the way back to to the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Let's go to Luke 4. why, Why did Jesus say he came? We talked about this last week. Why did he come? To preach freedom. Right? He came to set us free. He, how did he say he did that? He said, the Holy Spirit is upon me because the Spirit has anointed me to preach the gospel, right? To, bring, to preach freedom from the penalty and the power of sin, to preach freedom from disease, freedom from anything that holds you captive. The anointing or the touch of the Holy Spirit is the touch of freedom because wherever he is, There's freedom. See, the trick of the enemy, especially in the American church, the trick of the enemy is to make us afraid of the Holy Spirit. He loves to do that. Why? Because if freedom is found with the Spirit, then the further he can keep you away from the Holy Spirit, then the longer and deeper you're going to remain in bondage. And a church that's in bondage to their chains and their pains is a powerless church. And if that's not the definition of the American church, I don't know what is. Weak and anemic and powerless because we are bound. We're bound by things Jesus died to set us free from. Listen, I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're, they're nothing. I'm not saying they're not real. I'm simply saying, compared to Jesus, they're nothing. Compared to Jesus, they're weak. Do y'all believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe it enough to actually give him those areas of your life? See, I got all the faith in the world for you. My problem is my faith for myself. When I look in the mirror and see my chains... Right? We can, we can uh, hoop it up in here and amen our, each other all day, but at some point you've got to drive home and look at yourself in the mirror, the spiritual mirror. Holy Spirit, the resurrection power of Jesus is living inside us and desperate to lead us to freedom. But we've got to surrender. 
So some of you may say, listen, I don't know how I got in this endless cycle of relationships, just like one right after the other. I guess I'm just looking for love. Listen, the only kind of, the kind of love that you need is the kind, the, the, the kind of love that's patient and kind and gentle and faithful and long-suffering. And that kind of love is only found in Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Some of you may say, well, listen, I've sort of fallen into these habits that I'm in now, things that feel like they're getting out of control in my life. I'm I'm just looking for something that's going to make me happy long term. Well, listen, happiness is emotional. Happiness don't do long term. that's, That's just not how that works. What you really want is joy. But that's only found in Jesus through the Holy Spirit. You say, John, I've been doing all these things. I've been chasing the wind, man. I've just been doing all this stuff, trying to find some peace to just help me get a break from my life. I'm constantly looking for the next thrill or the next cause to give myself to or the next vacation or the next chemical or the next party, something that will get me out of this life that I'm living, something that will help me forget about my pain, something that will help me forget about my past or my abuse or my trauma. What you're chasing is peace. And there's a difference in the kind of peace the world can offer and the kind of peace Jesus offers. What you're looking for is a peace that passes understanding. It's a peace that Jesus said, I'm going to give you a peace that the world can't give you. But it only comes through relationship with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Listen, I'm telling you, if some area of your life is out of control, the only way to get it under control is to completely surrender. Today is the day that some of you need to make the decision to stop fighting. You need to declare that the war is over for you, that you're just going to lay down flat. And that sounds pretty good because you're exhausted. Because you've been trying it in your own power over and over every day, trying to talk yourself into the ability to face what you're having to face, to break the chains that you have no ability in yourself to break. It's time for the war to be over. Lay down and surrender. Don't turn toward the things of the world. Turn toward the Holy Spirit and give Him control. Let Him drive. It's not just a Carrie Underwood song. Like there are moments in your life you need to just say, Jesus, take the wheel. Like for real. You're like, John, do you keep using Jesus and the Holy Spirit sort of interchangeably? Yes. Yes, I am. If I could dance, I'd do a little ribbon dance. Yes. Jesus Jesus said before he left the earth in John 15 and 16, I'm leaving. This is the revised John version. I'm leaving. Spirit's coming. He's just like me. Just the same. We're the same. Except I've been with you. He's going to be in you. We treat the Holy Spirit so disrespectfully in our sort of personal theology. As one pastor put it, it's like Father, Son, and what's his name? That's how we treat him. 
It's, it's ridiculous. No, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The three are one person. So if you say you trust the Father and you say you trust the Son, how can you not trust the Holy Spirit? They work together to take you to freedom. It's why Jesus came to earth. Freedom. It's why he sent the Spirit. Freedom. Listen, he's not just calling you to freedom. He's carrying you to freedom. If you'll just surrender to him. Just go with, quit fighting him. Because he's not going to drag you kicking and screaming to freedom. Just surrender. Just surrender. You say, John, you just, you just pointed to Corey and the team to come and play. You, you're like closing this thing down. I haven't heard your three points. Here's my three points. Surrender. 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 Did you get all three of them? Do I need to circle back? Surrender to the spirit of freedom. The only way to win this war of our soul is to totally and completely surrender. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So let him guide you to the truth. Let him lead you to the root cause of whatever's been holding you back for all these years. Let him reveal your motives. Let him reveal what's going on. Let him produce the fruit of freedom in your life. Let him lead you to a safe community of faith. Let him be the guard over your mouth. Let him wash your mind with the word of God. Let him provide the powerful spiritual weapons, the weapons of our warfare. That, that are not carnal, but are mighty through God to tear down the mental strongholds that we have in our minds. You say, John, it just sounds so spiritual. I just don't know how I can do it. How am I ever going to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? That's just like for the spiritual giants. I don't think God talks to me. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a child of God, God is speaking to you. John, how do you know? Because if you're a child of God, he said, there is, there is no such thing as a child of mine that I don't discipline. That's what the Lord said. And if you think about it, the purpose of discipline is to lead you to freedom. It's to break you of all of those old habits so that you can develop new, positive, healthy habits. So if you're a follower of Jesus and you're not hearing the Holy Spirit speak to you, you, did, you either didn't know you were supposed to be listening or you don't know what to listen for. I'm just telling you today, start listening. Start listening. Tell God like Samuel did in the Old Testament. Tell God, God, I missed you those other times that you've been speaking. I missed it. You said it. I just didn't get it. So I'm just telling you now, I'm listening now. Speak, Lord. Speak to me. It's a prayer that I try to pray every day. God, help me not to walk the, in my flesh. Help me to walk in your spirit. Help me to hear what you're trying to say to me and see what you're trying to show me. Because I just believe that he's speaking to us everywhere all the time if we'll listen. Listen. Now, 
fear and, and religion has been keeping too many people from the most powerful resource for freedom in the universe, and that's the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. And I'm just telling you today, has to be the day for you to surrender. It has to be. You say, John, how do I do that? Listen, I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm not telling you. Why? Because there's not a formula. There's not magic words. You can't assume the magic position. It doesn't take a 120 beat per minute song and a Hammond B3 organ with a Leslie to create the right atmosphere for you to finally surrender to the Holy Spirit. Just come humbly before your God and tell Him you're surrendering yourself. Just say, Holy Spirit, lead me. You're not supposed to talk to the Holy Spirit. Why not? He's God. Holy Spirit, lead me. Because I'm lost, I'm broken, I'm hurt, I'm confused, I'm bound, and I want to be free. You, listen, if you're a parent and your kid comes to you and tells you that, what would you not do for that kid? What would you not do? Listen, I, I want to, I Luke, I think it's Luke chapter 11. Let me go here real quick. Y'all know I don't hardly ever do this, but I just, I felt like the Holy Spirit stopped me. I would pick the one Bible that ain't got the red letters in it. There it is, Luke chapter 11, verse 11. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children. Listen. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Your Father wants you to surrender today. He's going to give you all the power you can handle and more. But you've got to surrender today. Y'all stand. Stand with me, please. Listen, please don't anybody move around or, or leave right now if you don't have to. Uh, um, there, is a, there is a spiritual swell that's developing right now. Some spiritual momentum that's, that's happening in some of your lives. And some of y'all are scared to death. Listen, just, it's got to be better. No matter what you're afraid of, it's got to be better than what you've been living in. Just surrender. Just surrender. Surrender. Everything the Father does for you is good. Everything He has for you is good. Just surrender. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that you would call your children to this, to, to this moment. Call them, Lord, if they're, if they're here, call them to this altar. If they're not, Lord, then, then call them to some place where they can meet with you right now one-on-one -on -one and honestly and sincerely 
having set all the other distractions aside, having set aside all of the hindrances and the things that are vying for our attention, setting aside the fear and the shame and the pride and everything else that's trying to keep us locked in what we've always been in, I pray, Lord, that you would help them to find this place to completely ignore every other voice and follow the voice of the shepherd that's calling us to you right now. I pray that you would give us the courage and the strength to just surrender ourselves to you once and for all. To just take the brakes off and follow you. That today is the day that the fight is over. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Set people free today, Jesus. Set them free. Set them free. Put them on a path to follow you in the path of the Spirit. In Jesus' name. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's Covenant Living broadcast. To find out more information about our ministry, just visit our website at www.covenantlifewestga.org. You can find this video there on our homepage. Just click the YouTube button and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And give us a call at 770-537-3747. That's 770-537-3747. At Covenant Life, our mission is to go and make disciples by being real, relational, and reaching. Be sure to join us next week for more Covenant Living with Pastor John Butler.